Hello, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. Here joins you with our radical hosts, Jared and Patrick. And don't forget our radical sound guy, Joe. Did you guys know that shampoo means improv? And also joining us in the studio since our Cowboy Bebop episode is our bodacious guest, Richard Chinqui. Chinqui. <laughs> I think that went pretty well. That was great. Do we need to redo that? Nah, no. I liked it. All right. Yeah, let's begin. You can fade that out, baby. We're okay. like, we're, we're naturally talented <laughs> hip-hop artists here, clearly. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> welcome on Razzle Dazzle. Here we are going to talk about one of the greatest, I think, shows I have ever watched. Uh, I don't know how this will go for everybody else, but the show came out in uh, 2005, and it is Samurai Champloo. So, Richard, thank you so much yeah. again. Of course. For joining us. Yeah. Um, last time you were here was on our Cowboy Bebop episode. Yes. And that was by, I can't say his first name. Uh, Shinichiro Watanabe. Watanabe. And this yeah. is also one of his shows. Yeah, I will come for every episode of every show. <laughs> <laughs> Shinichiro Watanabe. Uh, so thank you for joining us, yeah. and uh, let's just jump into it. Uh, Patrick, do you want to start us off anywhere in this amazing show? Do you want to give us a breakdown? Um, yeah, sure. So we got so this is a lovely show set in a uh, specific. Actually, you know what? Let's set it up with a little bit of a game. Summer like shampoo. Okay. Uh, I feel like if I set it up, I'm going to give away some trivia questions, mm. and we mm-hmm. don't want that. Uh, so this game I have here is uh, called How Well Do You Know Your Favorite Show? Wow. Uh, where I have a bunch of trivia questions. All are definitely related to Samurai Shampoo. <laughs> None of them are not related, and also this is a very high judgment zone. So if you yeah. get them wrong, we're going to make funny. <laughs> That's cool. I <laughs> suck at I trivia. I get them so right bad. as somebody who doesn't watch it. Shame. Oh, this happened last time. Joe outscored me, and I hated everything about it. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll just dive right into it. Uh, this one was already talked about. But what year, to make, let's start out easy. What year, what year? does Samurai Shampoo come out? 2004 to, the, to 2005. Oh, four, yeah, yeah. Piece of cake. What is the name of the city Fu must go towards to find the samurai who smells of sunflowers? Nagasaki. Nagasaki. Yeah. Keeping it nice, keeping it easy. There's, that's their whole, the essence of their journey. What gas makes up approximately 74% of the sun's mass? It's hydrogen. I believe you. Yeah. It's either hydrogen uh, it's or star. <laughs> it's a star, but it's a hydrogen. It's hydrogen. Yeah. What period of Japan's history does Samurai Champloo take place? There's no specific no, time. No, I know the answer. It's oh. Edo. It is the Edo period. Oh. Um, I know my Japanese history. <laughs> name a fun thing to do here in local southwest Florida. There's a rock climbing place up the road from here on Aliko uh, called Fort Rock, and it's pretty fun. Sorry, that's wrong. The answer is actually <laughs> drive anywhere else in Florida. <laughs> that's, you have to drive to kids. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, on brand, there is an, uh, an Iaido school here in southwest Florida. That's really? a Japanese swordsmanship. Oh, yeah. yeah, I went there for a couple of years. Yeah, you. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah I want to talk about that. That's a fun that. thing you can do. Th- that, yeah. that, that is actual fun. Thing. I would yeah, like yeah. to do that. Uh, the Avatar The Last Airbender. This Avatar The Last Airbender character is inspired by Samurai Champloo. Is it Iroh? Zuko. It's not Iroh. It's not Zuko. Uh, oh. Is it uh, Boomy Boomy Explosion Man? <laughs> oh, Combustion Man. Combustion Man. It is not Combustion Man. It is Jet. Je- I was going to oh, say yeah, Jet. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, the hair looks like Mugen. He yeah. does look like Mugen. He does look mm-hmm. a lot like Mugen. I'm going to be honest with you. In my head, I couldn't have, I, I wouldn't have thought about it coming out after Champloo. 
Like that shows like younger than Shampoo. Mm. <laughs> I, I I see it. <laughs> Sam because Shampoo doesn't look old. It seems newer, and that show feels older because it's always been around for me. So like, yeah. Mm-hmm. This one this one gets people. What is nine times seven? Nine times seven. Sixty-three. Yeah. Sixty-three. He's got quick math. He's got quick math. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, I quicker don't than I am. look at me and say I'm right. I know the number. <laughs> Why would you ask that? That's such an easy <laughs> moment. I love how there's just... Yeah, I mean, because every... It's like in oh, the moment, okay. on the spot, oh, sure. people, people are not... Yeah, name a woman. Is that the... <laughs> name a woman. <laughs> Oprah. See? Uh, oh, God, he did it. So yeah, he, he's got it. Uh, I actually saw that video, like, yesterday. so good. And I was like, Oprah, what are you talking about? <laughs> Whitney Houston. It's when somebody runs up to you on the street. Yeah. And it. Uh, uh, this happens with, um, if you have an analog watch, and you're like, what time is this? People like, they, <laughs> uh, and he's like, you know how to read, what time is it? <laughs> ah, it's two something. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going for. Uh, the, name an anime that takes place in the same universe as Samurai Champloo. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop, that's an easy one. That's so far. <laughs> Is there what's, any other? What's that, that disco you know? uh, show? Oh my god! S- still by Watanabe. Oh, um, um so just that uh, something Terror and Resonance. N- I don't know. Powerpuff Girls. No, the Animatrix <laughs> was also by Watanabe. Oh, he, I, no, he. Uh, so it's a because that's a. Uh, anthology of animation. Uh huh. One of the ones he did is, oh. but like it's got a bunch of different videos. Understood. Yeah. Um, there's a there's one called Terror and Resonance, but I don't know if that's in the same universe. I did not have okay. that on the trivia I found. There's also Carol and Tuesday and Space Dandy. Space, oh, Space Dandy. Space Dandy. That's the one. Space Dandy was in it. Yeah. That's the one I was talking about. Yeah. Did you know that the plural for octopus is octopedes? No. Octopedes. What? Yeah. It's octopi. Greek. Yeah, that's, that's not grammatically correct. Yeah, he's he's actually so octopi for a long time, uh-huh. but it should actually still be what is octopedes. Octopedes, octopedes, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Next question. Ando, the fashion designer, is based off what real person? Ralph Lauren, <laughs> or like? <laughs> oh, oh. Um, or is it Versace? Versace. He's not was, Versace. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Tommy Hilfiger. Tommy <laughs> Calvin Klein. <laughs> I'm running down the list. I'm bad at yeah. Isn't it just another artist? I don't know, Michelangelo. Kate Spade. Andy Warhol. <laughs> I don't know oh, who that is. Oh my god. Oh he's a oh be. Andy. Uh, oh Andy. Harry. He doesn't make even uh Ando's full name yeah. is like uh it's Japanese. Warhol. It's like Andu, it's like Guadalajara. <laughs> uh here I have it. Oh here. he looks like uh the guy who played Austin. From um, Austin and Alley? The character's name is uh, Yuo Hori Ando. Ando. <laughs> yeah, I'm Woodhull. butchering yeah. this, but yeah. it like, sounds similar to it looks Andy like Ro- He looks like Ross Lynch. Or Ross Lynch looks like him. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Oh, <laughs> okay, you have the choice between two identical boxes, one on your left and one on your right. Which one do you pick? Left. Right. I'm right-handed, so I picked left. Uh, you're all wrong. The answer is you don't pick a box. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Trick questions. Damn, Schrodinger is upset. What is the name of the rebellion that the samurai who smelt of sunflowers was from? Oh, the name oh, of it? God. I don't know. It's just some Christian thing, man. The, the Boxer Crusades. Rebellion? It no, it's not the Boxer Rebellion. That's in China. Yeah. And it's not the Choshu Rebellion because that was the era before that, as I don't remember. Oh, uh, the Shimabara. Shimabara. You're <laughs> you right. look at I literally just scroll down a little bit. <laughs> the Shimabara. That hurt rebellion. though, because when you said it, my brain was like, yeah, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> you should know this. I do know that. Like nine times seven. Uh, yeah. And last question, very, very important question. 
Tell us a secret. When I got bad grades in elementary school, what I would do is I would um, I would have to show my parents everything. But before that, I would like alter the F into an A or a D into a B. <laughs> the classic, yeah. Yeah, the classic. Yeah. Uh, without, without like changing any of like the, the answers. So like she saw I got like half of them wrong. A plus. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> when Sorry, I was Mom. when I was in uh, uh, fourth grade, I went down to the creek to fish with my friends, and one of them uh, caught my lip on his hook when oh he went God. to cast. You know, the hook went behind, and then he threw it forward, and it snagged me. And we stood there for a good ten minutes trying to figure out how to get it out of my face oh, without like no. tearing my lips apart, and we did. And I didn't ever tell my parents about that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Um. When I was first practicing my saxophone, I would, uh, I, I used to live in a condominium and, the, and like in the back of it, there's um, uh, Snapper Creek and I would like go there to practice, but like half the time I would just be watching the Muppets on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I never told my parents about that. <laughs> so. Why the Muppets It's because I You'd first started learning about, about the Muppets and I'm like, I want to know everything now. This was your Muppet phase. Yeah, like... Everybody goes through it. Mm-hmm. Like, what I do is whenever I, like, find out about something, I hyper-obsess and, like, absorb all of the content of that thing, yeah. and then I move on. So you were in your Muppets phase. You weren't mm-hmm. in your saxophone phase. I mean, I was still playing and practicing my saxophone, but, like... But you whenever you I got skipping, tired of it, you weren't skipping Muppet time to play more sax. No, <laughs> the other way. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. A game inspired by one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, just, just uh, how, you, how well do you know your favorite show? Yeah. Pretty well. <laughs> Pretty well. <laughs> oh, okay, so back to Samurai Champloo. How about Richard? Give us a little. Oh, brief. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a little because if I start the whole thing now, it's yeah. gonna be five o'clock before. Razzle Dazzle. So, uh, Samurai Champloo. Everybody wants to know Champloo, right? And Joe was right at the beginning. Uh, Champloo means like to improvise, um, like to make up as you go. And so, um, Shinichiro Watanabe makes a show that embodies, I think, a lot of this. And I think one of the big parts of how we do this is with uh, the two male leads, mm-hmm. um, Gene and Mugen. So I'll do the thing about, like, it's about it's about three main characters, Gene, Mugen, and Fu. Um, Gene, and Gene is a, is a samurai who is he's a ronin, he's wandering um, without a master. Mugen is kind of an outcast from a criminal village. It's like, uh, if you think of, like, when we think of, like, Australia was a place where they threw all the criminals because they just, it was easier. There's this island where they kind of send all their criminals um, in the show, and he was born there. Um, and so he's he's wandering around kind of with no – he's got one purpose, but it's not real. And then Fu is uh, a 15-year-old girl um, who at the beginning of the show is working in a shop that catches on fire and gets wrecked because of a fight between Jin and Mugen. And the three of them end up going on this journey across Japan trying to find um, – how spoilery – should I go all the way? Hard? We're going full spoilers. Yeah, OK. So uh, they go across – spoiler alert. Everything after this is spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, they go across uh, Japan trying to find a person she describes as a samurai who smells like sunflowers, who we find out fairly close to the end is her father, who she's estranged from, who kind of skedaddled on her and her mom uh, not long before her mother died, and she's always kind of held a grudge and she wants to tell him off. Those three characters, so this becomes like the, the adventure, right? They're going to go find this guy with just that lead. Um, she should not be traveling alone, <laughs> so mm-hmm. she 
uh, gets these two guys to agree to to help her out because she saves their lives in the first episode. Mm-hmm. So they kind of owe her, um, which they th- which is not enough to hold them <laughs> uh, loyalty wise. Uh, I should say several times in the show they they try to ditch her, um, which is a theme as well. So uh, that's like the show. These three people traveling. Gene and Mugen are you know they're opposites to play against each Polar other. Opposites. Yeah, that's like they're written that way um, on purpose. And uh, Gene is a samurai like he's lit he's somebody who was raised in a dojo practiced martial arts literally his whole life mm-hmm. and is now wandering around looking for a worthy master and mugen literally doesn't have any training but makes up all of his fighting on the fly he is champlu mm-hmm. samurai champlu love it so we'll talk more about stuff with this uh, yeah, we kind of had our own uh, Samurai Champloo moment, as Richard uh, pointed out right before we started. Uh, Patrick came in with that uh, with the rap thing prepared. The, the pop intro bit, yeah. And I didn't, so so there's – and he wears glasses and I don't. Oh, fair. So yeah, uh, fair. You're, you're Samurai, I'm Champloo in this case. I, I like Mugen more, but really? I do see myself more. I prefer Gene. Hmm. Yeah. It's weird how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe, what do you have to say about the show? Have you seen anything of I, it? My, my roommate has a Crunchyroll. Okay. Right, but they would only, like, play it when we were having, like, a little get-together. Sure. So Get-together, so, but you but you live together? Well, with a bunch of other people. Oh, sorry. Like, six people <laughs> in a small little apartment. And, uh, and, you know, I put on the beheading scene, episode one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there was just too much going around. But it does look amazing. Mm. For two th- when when you said it was two thousand five, mm. I thought, holy crap! Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's really well done, and um, I really like the vibe to it. I'm just not an anime person. It's a vibey, low key thing that you can just kind of put on and don't really think about it much. I'm really happy you said vibe. I like it because it gets rid of all that nonsense that Cowboy Bebop had. Because <laughs> huh. my my probably my hottest take is I don't care about the Spike lore. Okay. About the Cowboy Bebop. Like all those episodes with him and Blonde Guy. I didn't care. <laughs> Vicious. Vicious. Uh. Discount Sephiroth? Yeah. Oh, but you no, okay, you're right. Uh, this tells those parts very quickly. If you were to watch the show, the characters have stuff like that, but they they walk you through the characters' backstory and resolve them inside of the show, like, yeah. like really quickly. Um I don't know if I'd call it an evolution of Watanabe's storytelling, but it's a his it's him. I think, like, because this is very similar in some ways to to Bebop, right? It's, but like, it's inevitable that we're going to talk about. We're going to compare to Bebop, yeah. Um, but I think I think on that front where he's like, this is not about their this character's like life journey, and so we don't need to stress about that part we're gonna it's gonna it's gonna be part of the plot but it's not gonna be the whole thing it's about this journey like this particular Mm -hmm. this moment I would say Bebop is about everything that happens before and after Bebop and how it affects those 20 odd 24 episodes 23 episodes Mm -hmm. like um and and Champloo is about these episodes Mm -hmm. and not what happened before them or after them we get those we get those resolutions we get that backstory but it's not the main focus and when it does happen also it's a present thing whereas Bebop there's a lot of flashbacks oh yeah yeah, there's a a lot of like moments that are specifically meant for looking back whereas when we learn about these characters before it's always like an encounter with a person in that moment Mm -hmm. like with uh, Gene and the 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 guy who wants to duel him because of his master we learn so Mm -hmm. much because that is happening then. 
rather than it being something that like we, we he remembered before how dream sequence whatever the case yeah we don't even get like any hints of backstory for any of the characters excluding Fu um to like what maybe episode four or five or something yeah. you know and they don't flesh them out until until they are already making them explicit right yeah. Mugen's, Mugen's stuff we do in the middle right mm-hmm. there at the middle at the midpoint in a two part episode but mm-hmm. they do all of it they're like okay cool here's where he's from these are the people he knows here's what happened we get a little flashback it's like a minute maybe yeah and then like those those two episodes end and we're like cool Mugen Done. Like, we understand him. Basically, we're done learning old things about him. Mm-hmm. Everything from here on is Mugen. And Gene, we don't do any of those things until, like, like he, he has people. It's a theme, right? People are trying two, to find him. Yeah, those guys. two, like, uh, other samurai. But, we don't, but, but they don't. The interactions with them are happening now. Yeah. And we Talking don't, about the Right. Past. And we don't learn about that moment until uh, the second to last episode. It, of the, there's a three-parter. Yes. And it's the middle one where we see the flashback. Uh, and we then, get it fully. Yeah, and yeah. and even that is story. just and it's just that moment. Yeah. Oh, I don't mean. Yeah, I don't mean um, when he tells like the like I grew up in the thing mm-hmm. when they're by the campfire, um, which is nice. But I mean, like you know, when his master actually tries to come in and kill him in the middle. Yeah, of the yeah, night, yeah, like, yeah. That's it's probably seven seconds. Yeah. You know, the fight's and so fast. It's so fast, oh, and God. that's something. Okay, I'd like to talk about that actually. So one of the things the show gets really does really well, and Joe's right that it does when it's happening. It feels like a lot because. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's two people, sometimes five people, ten people fighting all at once, and it's really quick. And um, there's this thing with sword fights that um, historically in media there was this this entire era, which is like 90% of Western sword fight depiction. Um, and I, I need to – not Western swords, fighting sword, – sword fighting in Western media. So even if it's like a samurai movie, if it's made in America – like, you get a lot of clang, 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 right? Errol Flynn is the era, we call it, because, like, the old fencing, like, mm. movies in black and white, cling, 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 right? Swashbuckling. It's it's fun, and it's gorgeous, right? We talked we were talking about Princess Bride earlier, yeah. and the sword fight, and that's really fun. I love that sword <laughs> fight. And, and, with, and with, you know, rapiers, it makes sense, and foils, but, like... These are katanas. Yeah, and that's... So as somebody who did that for mm-hmm. a while... Um, this is much closer to what you would expect a fight to look like. Two to four swings combined. Like, swing, 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 cut. <laughs> like, and very few blocks. You don't block a lot. It's not good for your sword. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're not actually likely to break it. We'll talk about that later. But, <laughs> but, but you are likely to damage it, bend it, or at least nick it in ways that are going to compromise the metal later. So, and if you're blocking, then your sword's doing something that it could be doing something. You could be cutting him instead of stopping his sword. So mm-hmm. just don't be there. So a lot of Iaido and Kenjutsu is the is sword fighting. Like a lot of Kenjutsu is when somebody is swinging, move <laughs> and then hit him, and then he'll probably try to move. So he'll hit try to. And mm-hmm. one of you will have guessed wrong. Um, I, it's it's kind of like soccer goalies, <laughs> right? Like you're not if you wait till the ball's in the air kind of too late so you have to like read the person and commit Probably, and if you're wrong, you'll see it in penalties all the time where they, they dive that way and the ball they, goes yeah, 100% the, the, the goalie has to make a guess of what the player is going to do before they even kick it yeah. so like you'll see so many times where like the guy kicks it and the goalie's jumping right while the 100% ball goes the wrong left. way and, and it looks like why would he yeah, yeah why, why is the goalie jumping right like that's so dumb he should have waited mm-hmm. uh, or you'll have like players who know like a goalie's really like antsy ready mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. uh, so they'll just wait for the goalie to react and then just get a free kick into the goal yeah. right 
that yeah. probably plays the same way in yeah, sword fighting. Yeah, it does. Yeah, in, in, in this particular kind. Um, and so, you know, in in Champloo, it's something that most people that I've watched it with uh, comment on really early is they're like, wow, it looks great. And those sword fights are so great. And they also, there's a lot of like swish, like swish, 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 swish. Because I love it so much. No clangs, right? Oh my swish, God. Swish, swish. It feels so fast and it would be. Um, so there's a great scene in, um, um, I don't know if anybody has seen Last Samurai. Um, oh, and by the way, all the samurai stuff. Look, I brought my samurai shoes. I brought my, <laughs> I brought my <laughs> awesome shoes with samurai oh my on them. Um, uh, there's a part where when um, Captain Algren, played by Tom Cruise, is learning um, kinjutsu from the samurai in the village, and they're like the guys watching are taking bets on like how many swings it will take before this this little exchange ends, and they're guessing in like like three, five, like that's the number, like where, one hand, like how many how many times will these two guys need to do a thing before one of them gets hit and the fight's over. That's the scale, like like three or five. If it, you know, it it is something that that big fight at the end um, with um, Karia uh, Kagetoki, the the master at the end, like the hands of God, the, the hand of God. Yeah, the re, like those fights go on and on and on. But like that's notable because it wouldn't. One of them would lose pretty quickly. The guy that Gene fights. In the second episode, I think, in the bamboo. I was about to say the the assassin. That's the I was only other time. The longest fight. It's it's a really long fight, and and that's not long like in show terms. Like that's a long sword fight for sword fighters, mm-hmm. um, and the show's aware of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you like action and sword fighting, this show does so much, and it's meaningful. Mm-hmm. And um, do you guys want to stand sword stuff to go? Yeah, through all that I, stuff? I have three major highlights. Yeah, like in my opinion, yeah, these are like. Probably like the three best sword go. fights. Oh yeah, go. You know, I yeah. there's the Mugen versus Gene, the episode one, the first one. Yeah, you in know, the, in the dumpling house. Yeah, blind lady versus Mugen and Gene mm-hmm. separately. Mm-hmm. You know, oh she's crazy. With the staff, I know. Staff, yeah. What is that thing? Um. Ooh. Here, you guys, you keep talking. I'll look up the and because I don't remember the name. The hands of God uh, versus Mugen and Gene. Those. These three opponents, or not even three opponents, these three separate occasions, these three separate episodes have, I think, the best fights in the entire series. I want to include... It's a, sorry, it's a Kamayari. Kama, Kama, K-A-M-A, Yari, Y-A-R-I. Okay, and so it's just, it's just the, like, halberd, basically. It's like a, I, you know what I think <laughs> about it? It's, it's like a, if you think of, um, if you think of, uh, uh, what is his stupid name? Um... In the new Star Wars movies, uh, Kylo. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like the you know a three pronged blade like Kylo yeah. Ren's lightsaber, but the but where the hilt would be is like at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like a big spear, but the end has three blades. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I like she pulled that thing out, and I was like, "This is going to go well. Cutting uh, rocks, not going to go well. Cutting rocks and, and the water. The swooshes yeah. it's beautiful. From the rain. Oh yeah. my god, it's stunning. And yeah. she's blind. Yeah. She's she's mega tough. So you know? so. There's this uh, there's this word for anime um, sakuga s a k u g a sakuga, and it is a word that indicates um, when when an animation quality jumps in like up in quality, um, because usually because of like a fight sequence, sometimes a- other action, somebody's like you know running through a thing and they they crank the quality. Um, a lot of shows use this at the end. Um, they they blow their budget at the end on like how much can we spend on this part because it needs to look amazing. Mm-hmm. And Champloo definitely has moments inside of itself as Sakuga. We talked about this Bebop a little bit. Um, but, like, the whole thing 
looks so good that it feels like one long Sakuga moment mm. until you get to moments like that. Or like, uh, again, they do water really well. So like the fight oh the God. fight with the guy at the end where he's dragging that his sword. No, uh, oh, that too. I meant yeah. when... Um, uh, um, when Karia the, the oh on the pier draws yes. his, draws his sword he drags it oh. he drags it around Jean and it makes this wave and then he cuts through the water it um, breaks his glasses too yeah it cracks the the one uh, <laughs> lens yeah and then and then he cuts him when he he swings and misses Jean by enough to knock his glasses off yeah yeah so so those moments um, you know I think the regular sword fights like you said like the the dumpling house one oh my god by yeah. itself looks compared to most animation in most shows, like a Sakugo moment. Mm -hmm. And then, so in this show, the Sakugo moments look like that. Like, the, Sarah is her name, the blind girl. Yes. Like, like th that fight is Sakuga, both the bridge and the stone quarry mm -hmm. area. Yeah. It, both yeah. against Jean and Mugen, respectively. Yeah. They're really pretty. Uh, I think, it, I don't, I don't think it would fall under Sakuga, but I wanted to add mm -hmm. into your, like, top three, cool. also Jean's fight with his master, just because oh. it is beautiful, so the way it looks okay. and the way it happens, Fear where they strikes. move from left to right, yes. and then okay. it's done. I got it. Yeah, so I have to talk about that one. Um, so I'm gonna put my sword fighting hat on again. Um, so what's great about it, and what's great about a lot of Champloo, is the swings that you see mm -hmm. are intentional. Like they they have moment to moment intent and like relevance. Um, a sword fight is a story, mm -hmm. which is why we like them um, because when you see this character on top, and then this, and then this person's tricking this person, and then this person's pulling out the secret attack, like it, it's a story inside of combat. We do this with sports. We do this with other kinds of combat. And there's a tiny story inside of this this exchange where Gene's master has been basically told he's he's a you know he's a venerable dojo sensei, and he's been told that he has to turn his students into assassins mm -hmm. for the for the shogunate for the for a government hand, and he doesn't want to, but he's gonna do it because it's that or the they're gonna come through and just kill them all. <laughs> so, so um, he he realizes he gets ordered to kill Gene because they, the Shogun, it's like, that guy's never going to go for it. Your best student, he's never going to go for it. You need to kill him now and then do this thing. Mm. So he goes in at night to his bedroom. And so from Gene's perspective, someone comes into his bedroom. There's one swing. As Gene jumps up, it cuts through his, like, his bedroll pillow mm -hmm. thing. Gene also swings back through that, but it doesn't hit anything. And then they both move, like Patrick, they both move left like the the master steps forward and cuts again at nothing like he doesn't hit anything and then Gene swings and cuts him in the neck mm -hmm. and it happens like and that's the whole fight and if you watch even seeing how that happens like pillow pillow nothing blood you have to watch it a couple times to really get like what happened but that's how it has to happen mm -hmm. because it's not until after that and then he reaches over and he you know to steady himself punches a hole in one of the paper window mm -hmm. paper wall holes and the light comes in and you see that it's the master that Gene even knows that he just murdered his master he he was sleeping a second ago mm -hmm. and he killed a guy um, and it's not a demonstration of his ability this is the end of the show we know how good a fighter Gene is like yeah. it's just it's this moment um, of revelation for us and for and for him as a character in that one fight there's uh, three uh, misses and one hit yes you know, there's only one thing that connects and that's all that matters when it comes to sword fighting yeah. if I'm not mistaken yeah the one hit and yeah. then even like and then you consider the fact that his master missed two attacks his on master. an unprepared person and the, and the first one was he, <laughs> he swung first and missed yeah mm -hmm. like it, it 
uh, I love like the questions it brings, like how like. Oh well, I I've always liked the idea that so um so uh, big moment at the end. Um, oh God, I don't want to spiral out. Um, okay, big moment at the end. Gene <laughs> Gene has both of them have lost to this guy that we've said a few times. Uh, Kari, uh, yeah, Kagatogi. Um, he is too good, and Gene ultimately defeats him um, because his master tells him that there is a way to beat an opponent if you definitely are not going to be able to beat them, and that is that you need to trick them with an opening into striking you mm-hmm. in a way that lets you hit them back. So, like, if you know you're not going to win, get hit. Kill them. The if, Pro- quote Quoting, yeah. so, uh, chances of survival are virtually zero. Are virtually zero. Yeah, yeah. and he says, like, if at all possible, I, I don't, do don't, it. don't use this technique. <laughs> yeah. And so, so here Gene is at the end. He's already lost a fight, which means he's been a bad way. Mm-hmm. And he, try, he gets to this guy, right, as he's trying to kill Fu, and... Um, and he does that, right? He they have an exchange, which is again gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And all he's doing is he's jockeying for position so that when he opens himself up, he'll think it's real. Legitimate. Mainly misses too. And the only thing that connects are the hilts. Yeah, I think, well, and again, because that's not so. Like with katana, you, you, that's not how you um, how you would fight. Like right. you're, you're not going to block um, uh, if your sword, if your sword does break by accident in the middle of a fight. That might be death because if the other person didn't, mm-hmm. they're gonna kill you right then. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get your other sword out, even if you have to. It's it's rough. Um, so, um, <laughs> he he does the thing right. He gets out of the way and gets himself hit so that he can kill the the other guy. Mm-hmm. But it makes me always think about like his master knows how this works, and it's possible oh. that his master, instead of killing Gene who he kind of wanted to go to the mat for when when the same guy when uh, Kadia told him told him that he was the Kadia was the person way back in the past that told him you have to kill that guy mm-hmm. um when he told him that he it's possible the master went in knowing that if he missed the first one on purpose Gene would take care of that I totally believe that. that like he he let himself get killed I totally believe I that. could buy it I mean I'm not I I think both are valid he, he doesn't just want lost. to do it in the first place you know he doesn't yeah. want first of all I don't think he wants he doesn't want his yeah. dojo to be like, let's make assassins yeah. now. Yeah. He wants Gene to take over yeah. the dojo, yeah. right? For, for the dojo's sake. So here's that ready? Here's the metaphor. He's ready to go down. Well, here's the metaphor. His master yeah. knew that he couldn't win. He could right? have. Like mm-hmm. losing means those guys all from the Shogunate all come and they kill every single person inside of this dojo. Mm-hmm. He's going to lose. He couldn't win, so he got hit mm-hmm. knowing that he could kill his opponent after mm. a long time after a long time after <laughs> but he but he knew but he knew what gene was and and that was part of it too um that and that's part of gene's character is um you know uh, it's easy to paint him as like this kind of like op stoic like like yeah he's oh he's just a guy with a sword he's a walking sword <laughs> and he's too powerful to be defeated he's perfect he's an anime character mm-hmm. the thing is is that like they build him that way because they're like that's all he had mm-hmm. he just trained and he like so even his master he studied the way of the sword. Yeah, but like but well everybody at that school did. Yeah, but they all had friends. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't. He just did sword stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So so on the front of swordplay, I think things like that. Those are little stories that happen in those little moments of swordplay, and they're there. And and the show it, it's it's ripe with that stuff. Um. Even the elements themselves. So like, look at so like Jean has a katana and a wakizashi. Mm-hmm. He's carrying literally the classic combo, right? Mugen has this other weird 
non branded that has no yeah oh yeah the, yeah so the pawn guy mentions yeah. like I only take brand name swords when they try to pawn it so like it's obviously just like it's not expensive probably and probably it's, stolen it has it has <laughs> a weird hilt yeah it doesn't have a suba the, a guard? the guard yeah it's called a suba it doesn't have that um it it is not uh like uh single edged it's bl- it's edged on both sides oh um and uh it yeah it's and he carries it on his back mm. in the, with a sling untraditional it it is untraditional right and so just their weapons if you put their weapons on the table yeah. you're like i know something about these characters um and fu fu also carries she carries um, yeah, uh, tanto little... yeah mm-hmm. um so you know the the show is a samurai show it's a sword fighting show and it doesn't fall down on that front in fact i would say cuz we just you know i knew i was going to be on so i watched it again Anytime I finish Champloo, I'm like hungry for other sword anime, <laughs> and it's hard because there's not a ton of it that that scratches the itch that Champloo does in its fighting. Right. There's a lot of sword stuff, but like a lot of them rely on like um, some kind of spirit energy or like a super super attack. Yeah, it's not a lot of them are like s- sword fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, there's one that's not it's not great in all of its elements, um, but it's fun for the sword fights. It's called um, Kuro Mukuro. And it's like a, it's a mech it's a mecha show, <laughs> and I don't really like a lot of mecha shows. Um, but in this one, when the when the characters are in fights, uh, they're it's like they're having like real physical fights. It's just mm. giant mechs, so like it it moves fast back and forth. There's a lot of times they're using swords, and the guy, the good character, the character we're following is um, he's a samurai who got like uh, he got Steve Rogers, and he's like frozen. He was like fro- frozen in time, and now oh. and now they've woken him up, and he's like the only one that can drive this one mech. Of course, he is, and. Kind of like Samurai Jack. Um, it's um, it's like yeah, it's like Samurai Jack and um and Captain America. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He got he got because well, aliens aliens invade and yeah. they have giant mechs and we're like oh we need to build a giant robot to fight these things. Jack uses you know, a mech. It's Evangelion is what he is. <laughs> it's it's if it's if C if, if C Rogers was Shinji. Um, right. Um, because uh. because yeah I know because uh, so like they're like we got to build this giant robot to fight those robots and then it's like okay no one can can do this thing. Well we do have the frozen samurai guy. Oh yeah wake him up. Let's try it. And he's really good at it. Mm-hmm. And so they put him in it every time. Um, and it's an extension. Oh, and um, Samurai also very sad. Um, no, he's <laughs> very the op- no, no. They like to play the like like what's where's this tiny person trapped in this <laughs> box? You know. Um, the, they also do uh, um, Samurai Seven um, is um, a an anime adaptation of Seven Samurai, the um, Kurosawa movie, mm. and it's really good. And also in that, um, you get incredible sword fights. But uh, moreover, the samurai are like they're human sized. Mm. But the 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 raiders, the bad guys, are like they're like big mechs that are samurai. Like they're like they've got big shoulder oh. and pauldrons, and like and their legs are wide Robo like samurais. the Hakama. But they're not like eight feet tall. They're yeah. like four towers. Feet tall. They're buildings. Okay, but they fight them straight. Like those guys run up and they just jump like all the way to the air. Like uh, Final Fantasy having children. Like, oh my god, like, having children. Yeah, yeah. Like, they fight them like that. Like they just. Go, oh okay, cool. my god, that guy's giant. No big deal. And they run up and they, <laughs> and they cut their arm off. Just fighting the weapons. Yeah, and but it's but it's really <laughs> great. There's some really good sword fighting in that. Um, so those are two like options to watch. Right. Um, there there are some other ones. Um, you were Rurouni Kenshin, really good. You told me about um. Uh, is it Afro Samurai? God, Afro Samurai <laughs> is so good. It's a yeah, good show. It's yeah. A good show. Um, it's a good I show. Watch that it's next. seven episodes, so it's worth your time because you could watch it in a day. Um, the sword fighting in Afro Samurai is is, is good. Yeah. Um, it doesn't scratch the same itch for me only because one, it's not often two swords. 
It's often mm. like swords and a bazooka. <laughs> or it's a parody of sword anime. It, yeah, well, it is okay. a parody of swords anime. Or parody. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, um, it, but the fight, the the fight animation is so good. And he, you're, since our main guy is a sword fighter, mm-hmm. you still get a lot of that. Um, I think you just miss the dueling thing that feel that you feel when you watch like Champloo. Yeah, yeah. Um, from that, um, Kenshin does it pretty well. Okay. Uh, Roroni Kenshin. Um, is a really solid shonen um, about a post-war assassin type. It, you know what? It's like Gene, because uh, he d- he also started learning when he was a kid. It's if Gene quit his dojo when he was a, a teenager, yeah, because he couldn't take it anymore and he wanted to get involved instead of just staying a martial artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they did what they did. They were like, oh, well, you're real good at killing people. We're not putting you in the battlefield. Go kill officers at night like go find them when they're walking home and murder them mm-hmm. and he did that and his side wins of course it does and then now it's post-war and he's like I've, I did some really bad things I don't want to kill people anymore and so it's a show about a character who doesn't want to kill who uses a sword that's been uh, the blade is reversed the front is the mm-hmm. blunt end and he he's trying to help people but his, his main skill is that he can hurt people really badly easily and then um, pretty quickly elements from the war start showing up in his life. And he's also, you know, people identify him, he's a criminal. <laughs> he's, right. like he, he, his side won, so he's not a war criminal, but he is. Um, and so it's, um, it looks fun. It looks like a lighter shonen than it is when you start watching it. There's a lot of pratfalls and, and slapstick, but pretty quickly, you know, like a character loses their head and you're like, oh, okay, it's not, it's a, this is a real show. Mm. Um, and the sword fights are intentional that way. They're not as flashy as this, right. um, but they are, they are, um, the, when people are swinging, it's not, it's not uh, as much as I love it. It's not Dragon Ball Z where it's like, none of that's intentional. It's just, we're showing you they're exchanging. Mm. These are actual moment to moment attacks. Um, so, okay, with that, and you're gonna, my voice is going on for so long, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> with that, I do want to say that um, I want to give you what I think, how I take the, two, the three characters, mm. and then I'll let you guys talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, then, and then we'll talk about themes, because I okay. think the show has a really solid main theme. Um, but the three characters. So Fu, Fu is the show. Yeah. Like, she's... She holds the, everything the, together. The show, yeah. Like, she's, like, the entity that is the show. Um, she is, one, the catalyst for the journey at all, like, the reason they go on the journey. Um, her search for her father is driving background events mm-hmm. with the shogunate, right? It turns out they're following her this whole time because they're like, we want to kill her father, but we don't know where he is, but she wants to, so we'll just wait for her to find him. Um, her journal is the framing device for that recap episode. Right. Um, every time they separate, which is multiple times, the boys go, if I run that way and you run that way, she can't follow us. And they, they just ditch her. They always end up back together where she is. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then at the end, she, the show, begins to slow down and become concerned about the end. Mm. Right? They have the fireside chat about what they really are like, like their pasts. Um, Jean is... I'm sorry. Oh. How is she different from Faye Valentine? Oh, so one, so one, the characters similar. exist, no, the characters exist outside of Faye. Before, before they meet Faye, they're doing the bounty hunting. There's like She's not episodes. the catalyst for any uh, of their, the events that occur to them, right? Like, like Jet's big moment is when he throws the, um, when he throws the stopwatch away. The watch. That's his big moment. Faye has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, she, Faye tries to stop <laughs> Spike 
And he's like, no. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Um, I think she does fulfill some of that role because um, Faye helps to give us a, a, a wider view of the boys and what's happening to them. And after, ostensibly, like after Spike's gone, Faye is the new partner on the Bebop, potentially. Mm. But, but that's not what we get with Fu um, because at the end of this show, they all go their separate ways. Faye usually leaves the group. Whereas she does the here, leaving. Yeah, it's the the guys. Yeah, that's fair. Jean yeah, Blue. yeah, and she gloms onto them. Where these boys, so when you when you read the Jean and Mugen, it seems like they're being put out by having to babysit her, but they keep following her. Mm-hmm. Like like they're she's she's not glomming onto them. They're glomming onto her. It's her trip. Like she's it's her, the reason why any of this is happening. Yeah, Faye's whereas Faye riding along on the bebop. Yeah, yeah. she's she she was starving to death. Yeah, <laughs> she pop. just stumbled across <laughs> them in that casino and she's like, you know what? I'm going to hang out with you guys. Um, okay. So so um, now, okay, so Gene, Gene is old shonen. Mm-hmm. He's the embodiment of the classic shonen character. He is a traditional samurai who is very powerful, such that we can't really tell if there is a way to beat him. Um, what do I have here? Because I've got some notes. Um, um, oh, so he's a perfect character whose flaws are only ever played as um, like relatable, or maybe sometimes the good parts of him played to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he's powerful, but he's peaceful. He's deadly. He's reserved. And he has this tragic backstory, and he uses a special technique. Mm-hmm. Like, this is shonen. This is like classic hero characters from Japanese animation. Um, in the motif of Champloo, he's a swordsman. He does kenjutsu. He wears a kimono. He wears a hakama, the lower part. Um, he is samurai, right? We talked about this. Mugen is new shonen. Right? I see that a right? lot. Um, yeah. He is... He, he. Think of how many main characters from current crop anime, and current crop here means anything like around 2004. Mm. Think of like a Naruto. Yeah. Think of like Naruto Bleach. Bleach. Um, even, even as recently as like Jujutsu Kaisen um, um, or um, even like Hunter Hinata Hunter? with the yeah. IQ, like that yeah. character. <laughs> yes. No, abs- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so he's, he's brash. He's quick to fight, eat, drink, and flirt. Mm. Um, he has a fighting style that is unique to him, right? That's our main characters, right? They need, oh, only they can do that thing. That's Mugen, right? Um, like, to be fair, Gene is very, very good at the thing he does, mm-hmm. but, like, all of those Everybody other guys do what he does. He's just better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not what we're talking about with Mugen, right? He he has a he breakdance fighting, right? Um, and um, he is looking, like, he's his big journey is he's looking for the ultimate challenge, um, he wants to be the very he best, wants to be like the no very one best. ever was. Yep. Um, so in the historic <laughs> setting for this, he he carves like he is responsible for a lot of the anachronisms mm-hmm. in the show. Like the like Mugen is the wait. This isn't the real Japan. Like that's it's him that's happening. He's like carving that through the world as they travel. Um, and then you know, in contrast to Gene, every element is different. His clothes uh-huh. are not traditional. His sword is not traditional. His hair. um his shoes, right? Oh Even his my shoes, god, yeah. Right? He's got the metal plates. Yeah. He's wearing traditional shoes that have metal plates clamped onto them They're so like, he can fight with them. He blocks with them. Um he's the Champloo in the Samurai Champloo. So mm-hmm. like so, you know, the characters are are these parts that we get, right? One is the sh- the cohesive show 
character. She is holding everything together. Her concerns are the concerns of like the the maybe the viewers or at least like if the show had moral concern. Mm-hmm. Like Fu is that. She's holding the plot together. Um and not just like emotionally, like, oh, this character is the glue, but like, but like she's literally the structure of how they get to where they get to. Mm-hmm. It's also why at the end, when they kind of stay behind, she says goodbye to them, she moves forward to the island and they stay mm-hmm. because they don't have like she's ending, but our characters aren't there yet. Mm-hmm. They have more, right? There's a thing that we have to do with them still. They have to duel. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that's those are the characters. <laughs> Razzle Dazzle. I love how, um, since we're talking about these characters and we were just talking about their fighting styles and how they fight, I love how in that first fight between Mugen and Jean, you can see a lot of their characters just from that fight alone. How Mugen fights with break style dancing, you know, and with Jean very traditional, very perfect with every single slice and stuff like that. These are personifications of who they are to each other and and as just characters for the entire show and I absolutely love that. I've been starved of this recently where like I I love when there's personality in fighting Mm -hmm. for a show or a movie or whatever and I feel like it's so rarely done at least to to this level. Yeah. Like like in the first episode you get a great sense of both characters Mm -hmm. from their fight. You Mm -hmm. don't get a great sense of their like you don't get that whole picture of it until you're fighting, you're like, okay, yeah. this person is a lot this, this person is a lot that. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, I love that in this. I wish there was more of it elsewhere. In just media and period, yeah. It's something that I guess just a lot of people don't want to put in a lot of uh, effort into, you know, because basing somebody's character around their fighting style and vice versa is very complicated, I I think. You know, having, having Mugen be I think I would say the poster child for this series is perfect for his fighting style because this whole entire series is very hip hop based you know uh, so him break dancing as fighting perfect way to ha- add some little flair into this maybe would have been only Ronin type show you know just pure samurai fights yeah if you put all the animation quality skill and mm-hmm. storytelling into a show for you know 20 odd episodes about gene mm-hmm. it's a good show it's a really good it'll show. be solid but um it doesn't have it'll be hard to stand out yeah it would stand out as a really good sword show right but it wouldn't stand out as a really good show above other shows in its in in the arena and yeah and it does it just does like, I, yeah. I also Logan yeah adds a lot of that like uh, I guess the anime side of the storyline, where it's like okay. the the baseball episode <laughs> and the uh, and just like segments like that, where we're pulling away from this like the weed field. <laughs> the weed. Oh my god, the weed field, or when he learned to read. Mm-hmm. Yes. I absolutely love that. <laughs> like all of this stuff is very like anime. I mean, even, even the base, yeah. the sports episode is just like a trope episode fun. for shows. Yeah. Well, and and again, like that's you know that's. Montanabe using Gene to tell the old shonen story. Here's a hero. Here's the stuff. Here's the plots behind the scenes that are motivating and chasing him. And here's the action to resolve that. Mm-hmm. And then Gene, it's like, yeah, we're going to do those things, but also let's have some fun. Let's do some weird stuff. With mm-hmm. Mugen. With Mugen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, abs- I also love how visually 
these two are next to each other. So uh, Jean, very tall, lanky, yeah. very a lot of sharp Mugen is edges. So oh, oh well, yeah. well, wait. Well, hold on. Well, hold on. You've seen we've seen the opening. Yeah, I what was going to bring it up. Are, yeah, what are the animals? Do you remember Mugen rooster? Yeah, Jean fish. Uh, specifically, a koi. koi. Yeah, a carp. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like a sleek, right? Like narrow, very like aquadynamic shape. Yeah. Right. And the shot in the in the opening when you see the koi, they have Gene doing it's a bato jutsu. He draws and cuts in one motion. Like From the sword, hip. sword comes out, but also swings. Yeah. That's uh, that's like a core mechanic of Yaido. Mm-hmm. And it's also um, like it's this it's this instantaneous cut. Right. Um, Instant fluid motion. Yeah. And then, Very and then the shot of Mugen I love because it's the rooster <laughs> and it's him like crouched down, like like squatting kind of yeah. with his arms, like he's like resting his elbows on his thighs, and it's just kind of that grumpy Mugen look. And yeah, like he's bristly and he kind of goes in every direction. His yeah. hair goes one way and his sword goes the other way. And it's the opposite of of not only Gene, but it's the opposite of sleek mm-hmm. and, and reserved, right? Mm-hmm. Fish are, you know, like you put a put your hand in the water, the fish go away, but like a rooster will like chase you around the yard. <laughs> like, it's very uh, fire and ice, you yeah, know? And yeah. I absolutely love it that all of these little tiny details are expressed, yeah. exploded onto the screen yeah. visually by their designs and also just by how they fight yeah. and how they talk. Yeah. You so know? what's fun about that is that they're opposites, right? Yeah, but, but they're, they're so much alike. They're not opposites. Yeah, they're they are they are opposite expressions mm-hmm. of a similar person. Um, the there's that great um, the in the first episode when they're in prison and <laughs> Jean says like you really are the lowest of the low and but like they're both <laughs> about to be executed <laughs> for the same, the same fight place that they got in. Yeah, <laughs> and and as the show goes on, I think they become closer not like emotionally closer although that but like they they rub off on each other in a way yeah. that's interesting um um I, i'll t- i'll t- honestly i'll tell you a thing right now that you know um mugen forces since we're we're just adjacent to the sword fighting stories yep. thing mugen foreshadows gene's secret technique so you're gonna rewatch it with this in mind and it's gonna be awesome um he fights um, Karia first. Yeah. And Karia's like, oh, interesting. Like, you uh, you use, like, random erratic movements so your opponents don't know what you're going to do. He's like, but the problem is, is, like, you don't think because you're at, you're fighting on instinct too. So, like, they don't know what you're doing, but neither do you. Like, use your brain. You're really good. Mm-hmm. You could maybe win. And then he kicks him in the water, <laughs> right? Um, so Mugen's next fight is with the one brother, the weird one with the robot, the metal arm right. underwater. How does he kill him? Just straight up stab no, him. No, he doesn't straight up stab him. He dodges his move in the water. He doesn't dodge his move oh, in the water. I know. Yeah, he takes the claw to his Yeah, hand. so the guy right. the guy has like a claw sharp hand and he goes to like shoot it at like Mugen general direction and Mugen puts his hand out and lets his hand get stabbed so he can grab him and then he stabs him because he can't uh, get away. Yeah. That's an episode and a half before before the end of the show. Mm-hmm. That's That's way before but we see the same thing but nobody taught him that Mm -hmm. he thought about it and then um we skip ahead to the guy with the chain Mm -hmm. and the it's a it's a comma on the end of uh, the chain Mugen beats him in a very elaborate way yeah a lot of that's not that's not instinct yeah he he throws away his sword way behind him yeah 
so that when he dives and the chain goes around it, he'll have a point of leverage to yank <clears> it back <throat> and cut the guy's head off. Like he, mm-hmm. he plans it ahead. Yeah. He takes this. He, uh, ha, ha, ha. he takes, but he takes the lesson, right? So Cardia, Cardia tells him. So, yeah. um, so one of the things that I that I noticed, um, I yeah. So this, so this ties in. This, this actually ties into the main theme of the show. The main theme of the show, and you're gonna like this because it's actually, it is actually true. The real, the real Champlu was the friends we made along the way. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, because that's what it's the 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 show is actually literally about. Uh, it's the journey, not the destination. Um, it doesn't actually matter that they find the dad at the end mm. because she can't tell him off like she wanted to, and then he gets killed. Like it's and and it's not like this huge. Uh, a, a lesser writer than Watanabe would have written her jumping in the way, saying at that last moment, like, "No, I don't want you to kill him." Meaning that she's had this, she's harbored this resentment her whole life, and now she gets here and she's like, "I find that I don't even care about him." Right. And then when the guy shows up with a sword, she would go, you know, "No, wait, that's my dad. Don't kill him." That's not what happens. She stands there, she watches, and we don't really, other than the guy getting cut in half, she doesn't react in any meaningful way mm. to him getting killed. It doesn't matter that we spent this whole show finding him, right? It was about what happened on the way here. So, Fu wants to tell off her dad, there's no satisfaction there. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, she finds satisfaction in me, in knowing these two guys, right? She has the fireside thing. She's like, you know, I don't know you guys. Let's talk about who we are. Tell us a secret, right? So, like, that's, that's what she gets satisfaction out of. Jean is spending the entire thing trying to find somewhere to actually point this incredible power that he has. Mm. He can do anything with a sword he wants, but he doesn't have a reason to do it. And he's looking for a reason to do it. And um, and he's looking for a place to belong, right? Because he's got no, he's, he doesn't have any people, right? Uh, no friends. He doesn't have a no lover. No family. And so like, so we see that episode with uh, Gamblers and Gallantry where he falls in love with the geisha. Yeah. Um, and he does use his sword for her benefit. But he doesn't get to keep her. Mm. At the end, she goes across the river, right? So, like, and it says five years. So, you know, if you're going to do a sequel, maybe you set it five years later, right? Um, but, but he has to let her go. So mm. he doesn't get to have the thing. So once he knows, at the end though, the gene in the credits, the end at the end of the show, once he's aware that there are things that he can dedicate himself to that are not this just the sword, and once he knows that there are people who are like his family, his people, mm. he doesn't need to hold on to them. Right, mm-hmm. he's happy just knowing they're out there. Like that guy is crazy, <laughs> but he's my friend now. But he's my friend, <laughs> and that lady is—it was that was a lot of work for nothing, <laughs> effectively. <laughs> and I got stabbed. Yeah, but I got stabbed for her. Like yeah. he, he got stabbed for. He used his ultimate ability to he, save to save her at the top of the cliff. Right. Shortly after yeah. the his like love arc, he yeah. like he starts really caring for. Yes, so. you see you see yeah. the pivot after that episode. Yeah. Like wh- yeah. when uh she, he like it's with the the dude on fire who uh right. Yeah. Oh. Like like I by his name. Like, he's by the water with mm-hmm. her or mm-hmm. he's by the water uh, he finds food by there's the water. There's a crazy guy. The crazy guy <laughs> who's up killed, in the mountains. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a guy up in the mountains who his his village there was an outbreak. And and the government killed everybody to prevent it because that was easier. And he comes home to see it, and he kills the guy who did that. And then now he's a criminal, and they said that he killed everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the lighting on fire thing is really solid. That was metal. It's a good moment <laughs> with Gene. Gene says, I've never met, seen anybody. That's the first time you see Gene respect anything. other th- Or Gene, I'm sorry. Yeah, Mugen. Mugen. It's the first moment you see Mugen respect anything outside of maybe Gene in the whole show. Mm. Um um, and then so 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 Gene is looking for a purpose for his power, finds it, finds that he doesn't have to do. It's not the killing part. It's that this exists. Mm. A person or people can exist 
that are mine, and that's enough that they exist. I don't have to be there. I don't have to protect right. them. I don't have to kill people. I have family somewhere, right? So it's the it's the um, you don't have to hold something to have it, right? And then Mugen um, spends his whole thing looking for a good fight, right? That's like he, he literally he says it like I'm just looking for like a good fight, and he finds it in Gene, mm-hmm. and so, and they are going to kill each other. Um, They're the only people that they f- have fought that they can't kill. That they can't kill, right? <laughs> and so, um, well, and that's a good way to say that because it means both ways, right? Like yeah. they, they're un- they don't have the ability because they're so good, but by the end of the show. They can't kill each other. They couldn't. They couldn't do it if they wanted to. <laughs> swords broke. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> it's uh, so, so fun. So, so Mugen finds what he's looking for twice. Three right. times. Well, with Gene, but not with Gene. Twice. Uh, first with Sarah, mm-hmm. who intentionally holds her, her blade back and then gets killed by, by Mugen because she realizes she's not fighting for anything anymore anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? So she's kind of like gene here like she realizes she doesn't have any use for this power but she gave up so she gave up and and uh moving kills her and then and then he meets his real like something he literally can't defeat mm-hmm. in um Kadia. Mm-hmm. like this is an opponent who will kill him and has no problem doing that and is super is, it's like super easy remember he keeps trying to inject himself back into the fight yeah. when when <laughs> right. they're fighting he's fighting gene and they're kind of going back and forth a little bit kind of and then mugen's like like i'll kill you and then like all of a sudden like he just goes and it just knocks him it's back it's one and, move like, yeah. every like, time it's just this, yeah it's one move every time and and uh, the second time it doesn't mm. it doesn't even look like contact he's just like he makes like a wind thing that blasts him he's it's just it's impossible yeah he can't beat him so he finds what he's looking for. I, hey, I found a guy I can't beat. What does he get out of that? Well, <laughs> Cardia makes him stronger. Yeah. Because Cardia tells him, your only weakness is you don't use your intellect. And after that, he starts to use he starts to use his brain in his fights. This is, old Mugen would be like, shit, how are you going to find somebody who's stronger <laughs> than you now? Like, it, that's not what we wanted. We wanted somebody who could, like, maybe actually kill us. Yeah. But instead... He gets this. He gets the opposite of what he wants, right? But that's fine because what what we walk away with from Mugen is he never uh, he was never satisfied with just being, mm-hmm. right? He's from a place where you're a criminal for being born because he was born where all the criminals live, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and leaving made him a criminal to them, right? <laughs> right? So like, so he's he's got he's got no people like Gene um, and the only thing he has is like these fights mm-hmm. and maybe one day someone will kill him and instead he finds uh, this this ability to be stronger than he was and instead of worrying about finding somebody who can beat him just being mm-hmm. so here we are with these characters they've grown they have this weird new version of themselves at the end of this journey and the, and the journey starts with the promise of a duel and so we're at the end, and so there's a duel that needs to happen, and one of them has been beaten, tortured, and um, shot, and the other one has been stabbed a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and they agree to duel, so they swing their swords at each other, and the swords break. And it's really important that we understand that um, they really suck. They chose to break those swords. You need to understand that, like, for one swing from both fighters to break a sword, they would both have wanted to, for that to happen. Because it's not going to happen by mistake. They are too good mm. for that to have happened by mistake. And also what you were talking about earlier with how that's not how 
the sword fights go. Yeah, yeah they wouldn't I, have just gone like this into each other's swords. Yeah, um, but also if you if you take two swords and put them on end, on bl- blade on blade, and swing like that, they're not going to break. You have to turn them flat sideways and hit. You had to do it wrong mm-hmm. for it to happen. It and could happen by chance, but not both right. on the first swing. <clears throat> so, um, but they they need this duel to satisfy their motivations at the beginning of the show, right? Um, at the beginning of the show, the reason that they can't let it go is. And again, for opposite reasons, but they're the same guy. <laughs> like, Gene has Bushido. Like, he has this this code. If you are fighting, someone's going to die. Yep. There's a lesson that we talk about at my dojo where um, for samurai, it was really important that you didn't take your sword out if you weren't ready to cut somebody. Mm. Because if you did, like, if you took it out because you were offended and then they apologized and then you're like, okay, cool, and you put it away, that means you'll take it out for no reason. Because mm. why would you take it out if you're not going to cut him? It means that, like, you're just upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chill out. Gene has fought this man <laughs> and it ended with not a kill. So he's got to settle it. And he, he kind of doesn't like Mugen. Like, he's, he represents this, like, gross use of power. Gene yeah. is like, I'm all about, like, finding the right thing to use my power for. And Mugen's like, I kill people with it because it's fun. Mm. Right? He's like, oh, that's gross. Somebody I get what should, I want. You're like a dog. I should put you down. And then Mugen, he can't let it go because he's like, I didn't, I, I couldn't kill him. <laughs> I couldn't kill that guy. I need to kill that guy. At the end, we should remember that, like, for for Gene to do, to break a sword, mm-hmm. right, for Samurai... That's their soul. Like it's you don't you don't lose your sword. If I'm not mistaken, doesn't his swords already carry the embodiment of some master soul? Well, it's just the no. It's, well, it's the idea that um, that your sword is a living thing, and okay. it, it you treat it as you. Like you like you need to you need to take care of it as well as you take care of yourself. Like okay. if you don't like oil it and sharpen it and protect it, then you're not taking care of yourself because it's you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you treat it like a treasure. Mm. The and whole like your sword is an extension. of It you. is part of you. Yeah, it's 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 your it's the arm that you fight the most with. Mm-hmm. So like you wouldn't just let it break. That's mm-hmm. why it's funny when they have they pawn his swords mm-hmm. uh, or they pawn his glasses, right? Yeah, and um, but they they give up the swords for the food eating contest. for the food eating contest. Yeah, and yeah. it's a big deal, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's why it's a funny moment. Um, so for him, intentionally breaking his sword, big deal. And then for Mugen, um, it's not that his sword is valuable, it's a piece of garbage, but Mugen used to win at all costs. Mm-hmm. He would do anything to win. He doesn't care about, like, an honorable duel, but, like, if he says he's going to kill a guy, then he'll do whatever. He'll bite him if he has to, right? He'll kill him. So for him to willingly break his sword and call it a tie, mm-hmm. is he doesn't, Mugen doesn't do ties. He'll lose. Like, he'll do a loss, and he'll do a win, but he won't do a tie. Mm-hmm. So um, for the two of them to do that, I mean, for both of them, the connection that they have with each other is now as satisfying as the version of them at the beginning would have found the kill. Like mm-hmm. they would have been, they needed that kill to satisfy them. Now what they have is even better than that. Than that. So, um, so, so the theme of the show, the thing that really pushes the whole thing is that like the adventure doesn't, the, the end of this adventure doesn't matter. Like the, the goal, the MacGuffin, right. the dad is a MacGuffin. Uh, there's that bit about sunflowers don't have smell a smell, like right? They're they're telling you up front, like this is a guy that smells like sunflowers. That's not a thing. 
It's not a real thing. So, so he doesn't I was exist. thinking that when it was first mentioned. They, <laughs> yeah. they first mentioned like Samurai Sunflowers. Sunflowers. I was what, like, yeah, like what are they? Oh, what? Is it like <laughs> I'm gonna go find some candles and see. Like I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna pick out a real sunflower and sniff it. Doesn't yeah. smell like anything. Well, yeah. Because I remember like as a kid, like we had like a whole like elementary school like, hey, smell these flowers. Oh, yeah. It's like your senses and all that. And I remember as a kid, we had sunflowers. And I smell them. Like these don't smell like anything. And everyone's like, no, you just have to smell real deeply. I'm like, I'm trying to sniff <laughs> it. <laughs> Sunflower, and I'm not getting anything. So when they said it in the show, I'm like, was I stupid as a kid? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. And so and so you know, it's it's that the the goal, uh, like the op, it's like the opposite of bebop, right? Mm -hmm. So bebop is about like things are happening now because of what happened, and we're gonna like the things that happen to you are because your past is inextricable from inexorable from from your present um even though the characters are all trying to do a different thing at the moment um Champloo is the opposite it's like stuff happened and stuff's gonna happen but like right now is the part that matters like the mm. journey that they're on so like what'll happen after we get there i don't know and i love by the way that we make the the first of the three parter we make a big deal about this they have the fire uh, the fireside talk at night and then Fu goes and cries and mm-hmm. Jean's like consoling her and Mugen's awake like listening to it and then she buys the um, Castilla cake which is really tasty by the way if you can sends get... them to do it yeah and she, she yeah leaves. yeah so she buys she, she buys the cake for them like via them and then leaves a note about how like I'm gonna go guys please don't kill each other like I, I really I, like that they actually took that moment like Fu said. Eat the cakes, rethink the fight. Yeah, see. You and they later. did it. They sat there by the water. I really yeah. like that. Yeah, it's really, it's really a sweet wholesome. moment. And they're like watching the water. Yeah, you can tell they're deciding like, should we just go over there? Like, like they don't have to go over there anymore. Mm-hmm. But like they're, like yeah. they're free technically they're f- at that point. And they don't leave. Yeah. So so um, you know the getting getting to that point mm-hmm. is is the journey. We spent all that time making a big deal about that it's the end, and they're gonna separate, and they don't know what to do with that. But then, a couple of sword fights later, and they're healed, uh-huh. and it's the end of the show, and they just kind of like See pe- peace, and they go in opposite directions <laughs> because on on the opposite sides of the end of the journey, they're different. They're different people, yeah. And so they 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 don't need to be in that cluster to feel satisfied. Where before it was the only thing they had was the little group they had. So um, you know, it's. Um, uh, the way I would say is like at the beginning of the show, all of the characters, all three of them, um, are lonely, mm-hmm. regardless of their proximity to people. Right? Gene, pre pre show Gene is in the school, yeah, and then of course he's lonely because he kills his master and he's got he's on the run. Mugen had again he had his middle little criminal family, mm-hmm. and he left. And Fu has the little job, but like her mom's dead and her dad is question mark right. So like they're all lonely. At the end, they are alone, mm-hmm. not but lonely. they're not lonely because they have each other wherever they are. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I think also with what you're talking about with like stories, whole friends they made along the way is also how like the whole with shows every episode see is like it in and of itself or what's the word for it like vignettes. Uh, Closed in? Yeah, essentially like... like oh, oh, self-contained. 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 Yeah. Uh, every episode is very self-contained yeah. to the point they arrive somewhere. 
crazy stuff happens. <laughs> leaves. And then they leave. <laughs> yeah. And it like so, like there was no goal when they arrived there. Yeah. yeah. And there's really no there is takeaways when they leave, but it's Yeah, not it's funny. Like, it's funny that the show is is a, is contiguous. Like it does it, it 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 goes in a straight line because they're moving from this place to this place and and everything that happened hap- like it they have ramifications for the characters, but like inside of the episode um it it doesn't rely on those other things like, usually to, to yeah. tell a story. Yeah, even in like because the the baseball episode is the second time we get that detective dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to talk about yeah the narrator. Oh, this He's is this, that was one of my um it's um uh, Monzo Monzo the saw oh. Monzo the saw yeah. Yeah, yeah um that's one of my um contrasts to Bebop right Bebop is like this you know like you're it's a show you're watching there's characters there's background music you're you're learning about the characters they're interacting with each other this one starts with a narrator yeah who shows you Japan and there's like an overpass and he's like wait no no wait <laughs> this is the, this is now this, this is modern, modern. Nope. go back yeah so like so it's one it's fourth wall breaking like it's self aware two it has a narrator at all um and he is not just an, an omniscient character that's telling you the story he's in it he's the 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 guy and then a couple times we break that too because there's the old guy um in the episode where um where Gene has to race the sun Mugen. Mugen. That's I keep the doing weed that. I'm so sorry. Uh, the, the weed episode. The weed episode where he uh, there's there's a government official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's with him? Oh yeah. And the show is from the perspective Starts of him 30, as an old man. Thirty he, years after the show. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like I think about that Casabra sometimes. <laughs> like you know wherever he is. Like I like I like this. Um, yeah, you're right. It doesn't it doesn't rely on the regular structure or moment to moment or episode to episode linkage. Like if you watch. The baseball episode. Yeah. You don't need to watch the other episodes, Monzo the Saw. Is <laughs> yeah. You understand immediately who Monzo yeah. the Saw is. But you should, because uh, for heaven's sake. Yeah. Right? Uh, or for, is it for Pete's for sake? Pete's for Pete's sake. sake. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Love Monzo. I, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Dazzle to Dazzle. Now, since this is a show heavily based on hip hop, let's talk about the music. Mm. Right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, who wants to go first? Not me. You go first. I, I've got a whole thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So lo-fi is a thing, right? Lo-fi is a big thing yeah. nowadays. Yeah, it's huge. And uh, little do people know, it's actually thanks to this show that it has become as popular as it is. Yeah. Nowadays, almost every single student, I would say, listens to lo-fi uh, while studying or like working out or you know doing some chore or whatever it's very common you only know? sociopaths could work out to loaf yeah what the hell <laughs> I, I, be- I believe that. him no no I believe him <laughs> but like uh, oh unless you count it depends one, on the lo-fi one of my playlists is um beats to rip and tear to okay and it's, oh it's a, it's a desk go. it's a desk but it's the doom slayer okay <laughs> and it's got like all the stuff but it's yeah. all the stuff that the lo-fi girl has but it's yeah but it's not that stuff there's that <laughs> lo-fi girl we, we all that. know that 24 24 7 yeah. video of that lo-fi girl just playing yeah. straight up lo-fi yeah. right yeah that, so that that's shizuku from whisper of the heart yes yeah. um, she got a lot of homework yeah she does a whole she lot. never ends uh, we all listen to our favorite like renditions of our lo-fi renditions of our favorite songs. Mm-hmm. I'm love Zelda lo-fi. Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. Oh, oh my God! Yeah. Life is Strange has its own lo-fi, there which is go. just the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pokemon lo-fi for myself. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, new job is. Mm-hmm. 
the main guy who did the music and Fat John yeah. did the music for this show, and it's thanks to them that Lo-Fi is as big as it is now or as popularized as it is now. Listening to the soundtrack. Wait, how, yeah. did, how did that happen? I'm not. Oh, I, oh I got you. Okay, so. <laughs> so the soundtrack, Watanabe wanted to do hip hop. His literal, the, the beginning of the show idea was like, I want to do samurai plus hip hop stuff. So he didn't want to use Yoko Kano um, because he was like, she is a genius, but I need somebody who knows hip hop. Like not who can recreate it, but who knows it now. So um, there's uh, Fat John, um, Tsuchi, uh, Force of Nature, which is two people, and uh, Nujabes. Those four entities are the team that made the soundtrack. And they made roughly the same amount of music on the three albums worth, I think, of the soundtrack, however many tracks there are. Um, 94. 94 tracks, yeah. So like they, they, it's pretty evenly split between them. Um, but Nujabes did the theme song, mm-hmm. Battle Cry, and he, do, he did a couple other tracks. They're all worth listening to, especially his, because you'll hear they have the sound that we kind of associate with lo-fi now. He used lower fidelity, um, slower um, BPM, like a lower BPM, and a lower intensity uh, sampling um, to build his tracks. Um, so what happened was Samurai Shampoo comes out, it ends, that's it, goes, we move forward. In uh, 2017 uh, or so, um, YouTube streams start to become popular and one of the things, one of the first ones to pop up that's really popular is um, uh, the lo-fi girl, um, cow something, I can't remember the name of it, because nobody ever called, everybody just typed lo-fi girl, right? <laughs> yeah. um, um, but, you just type in lo-fi, there she is. Yeah, uh, the, it's, it's, it is cow something, but the, the person who started the channel um, chose um, this, this gif of um, uh, Shizuku from Whisper of the Heart, the Ghibli movie, um, just at her desk. And then he is streaming 24-7 um, lo-fi music. Um, now, by then, it was a genre, um, but here's, the, here's kind of the connection. This anime avatar channel attracts a lot of anime fans and notably... Um, uses a lot of Japanese lo-fi or Japanese hip-hop in its in its playlist, along with some of the American stuff. And so um, the community that would maybe otherwise not intersect there um, begins to hear a lot of the Champloo soundtrack, or when not just the Champloo soundtrack, they're hearing a lot of Nujabes. Mm-hmm. Back, rewind back to 04, when he was making those kinds of tracks for Champloo, there wasn't music that sounded like that. So, yeah, like, while you, when you go all the way ahead, you know, 13 years later, people are like, oh, yeah, he, that's New Jobs. He plays music like all these other people. But people who were already in the know about his music history were like, no, no, no. They make music like him. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people's first exposure to that music was back when the show was on. Um, so, uh, and that's because, so like lo-fi, lo-fi is not new. Lo-fi's been around since the Beach Boys. Like there are, there are sampled low fidelity tracks as backing for like a long time, but, but using it with hip hop and then like kind of those jazz backing instrumentations 
it was fairly new. And Nujabis was like the only one doing it in Japan uh, when he was doing it. Um, I mean, maybe underground, but like the only one with a name. Uh, there was, uh, I don't remember the, I wish I could. There's another guy here in the States who was doing it, but he was doing it more with hip hop artists, um, like lo-fi lo and then rap behind it. And Nujabis was more like what we see in bebop, which was maybe jazz or blues behind it. And then sometimes like rapping along with that, but but it has a lot of piano and a lot of horn stuff. And um, there's a lot of part, at least for the intro, yeah. where it, it is just instrumental. Yeah. Whereas like from hip hop, I've heard uh, around that time, yeah. U.S. wise is very more lyric based. Yes. Yeah. And so and so that's why his is why he's considered to be the godfather of at least when we combine those two, like lo-fi hip hop, is that he was doing that in a place where it wasn't really being done, um, in a, like in a medium where it wasn't being done. And then skip ahead to like anime fans who are also hip hop fans listening to these streams 24 mm seven -hmm. and going, I like that. I like that. I like that. That's all the same guy, man. Who? <laughs> New Jobis is this guy. And he, and he had passed away, I think by the time that had kicked off. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, he died. How it always is. Man. Yeah, yeah. He died. He died in a, um, a car accident and, um, and and that is probably also no small part of his notoriety is that like he was you know he was very big when he passed away like he like he had been working on all these projects and so anybody who was in that industry um, would have been like that's the guy <laughs> like yeah and and they did lose we lost something when he passed away um, if you are an uh, you know an LP per if you're a vinyl person man um, he's got some records you can get and his new job is his albums are really great for chilling out to of course mm -hmm. but like if you listen if you like intently listen to the instrumentation and the choices he's making on the samples you know um it is it is uh it's uh innovative today after he's dead and after he made a lot of this music more than a decade ago mm -hmm. it's still like wow wait you can do that somebody should do that for a whole album and it's just this one part of this one song Without yeah. New Job is, we probably wouldn't have had the music that we use for our intro and outro and for our radio edits from uh, Cat System Core. You know, it, all of this very lo-fi, very chill, right? Without New Job is, we probably wouldn't get yeah. stuff like this. Things that we use for ourselves, our own essence as a show in Razzle Dazzle, you know? So it's yeah. a very big deal. And, and if you want to take it uh, really big, like a wide perspective yeah. of this, like... That that lo-fi hip hop, you know, beats the study to girl mm -hmm. stream, um, spawned an entire, like I I was gonna say genre, but a group of genres of music like it. So like synthwave and mm -hmm. um, right. uh, if if you do like um, eight bit chill pop <laughs> yeah. and Simpsons wave, yeah, right. So like there is, you could spend the rest of your life listening to and learning about all of the channels on YouTube that play like um, like lo-fi and chill music over Simpsons stills mm -hmm. <laughs> to evoke a sentiment about a town that doesn't exist in real life to create melancholy. <laughs> There's a thousand of any of those like that you can think of and then you can just go, okay, cool, I'm going to wipe that away. We'll do it with, like, 
whatever, like SpongeBob, and yeah. there's like shots of SpongeBob, and it's got all this different, all this different music. There, there are genres of music that are the grandchildren and the cousins and the stepsons or whatever of um, New Jobis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all a vibe. And it's all a vibe. <laughs> I'm glad you said vibe earlier, Joe, because that's that really. I don't use that word. Describes. Like <laughs> I'm very old. <laughs> it's it really describes. It's such a good word, right? Like <laughs> I. No, I just mean that's a verb to me. Oh, like I yeah. vibe. You're with vibing. Some, yeah, but it's, but it's I, a great I way know. to describe uh, New Jobis' music, lo-fi music. That's all. That's that's how I feel about this show. That it's just a vibe. You mm. know, it's 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 something you don't have to pay too much attention yeah. to, but like. You can just put it on, and everything is just like, mm. yeah. Mm. There's that's part of my um, bebop contrast too. Mm-hmm. Is, um, it is, the music selection is obviously not nearly as wide yeah. as bebop, um, but it does go deeper. Yeah, like it's it, it it's um it's part of the show. It it often intersects with the show. Mm-hmm. Mm. They'll use uh they'll use record scratching yeah um to transition. Love it. Um, I love when they use it. And they go back and forth. So the fir- very first episode, and this is the show telling you right up front, like, hey, man, if, if you, this isn't it for you, if you don't like this. When Gene throws his hat in the air uh-huh. to kill the three bodyguards um, in the street, mm-hmm. um, he throws it. And then while we're watching it kind of spiral, in, like spin in the air, it stops and goes backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. Like a, oh, like, like yeah. A oh, transitioning yeah. between. Because, right, yeah. because we cut from that. To Mugen fighting in the in the dumpling house, we yeah. go away from that fight for a second, so we haven't even seen really the fight. But but they use the rotation so of, the, of the hat. Um, so the show, the music is a sound effect, is a character in the transitional moments. It's in the the, the theme. It's in, it's in the theme. Yeah. Battle cry. So but so here's the thing though, <clears throat> um, uh, Watanabe has said that like he was really happy about the show and the music in it, but he does know he's like he's like. It is a, the fact that, like, by choosing to do like hip hop and almost exclusively hip hop, mm. like he alienated a lot of the Japanese audience because it wasn't very big there. It was it was under it was underground. If you're mm. in Japan in the early 2000s, um, and you're like, oh, I'm a hip hop fan, it's like, oh, okay, cool. So you know everybody, right? <laughs> like that's, that's there's only like a dozen of you, um, and so uh, you know you could you can watch the show if you're not a hip hop fan, but if you dislike it, it's yeah. hard. Like if you're like I don't really like like this this vibe, then you're gonna be like, well, uh, watch it on mute because <laughs> the sword fights are great, but there's hip hop in the sword fights. Like you're not gonna enjoy this show, and a lot of the audience in Japan yeah. just had never been exposed to it, and so they were like, oh cool, wait, what's this about? Uh, half of it's about hip hop. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, what were you supposed to do with that episode with the guy, um, um, the, the, the speaker, the, the beatboxer? Oh my god, um, yeah. the guy that wants to go big. He just yeah. wants to go big. <laughs> He has that posse following yeah. him on beat. Yeah. Well, uh, one, and one of them is waiting to find Gene. Yeah. Which, I, by the way, I always, I can hear always when, when Fu and he are sitting on the hill and he's like, what, is, what was the name of that, the guy you want to kill? And the guy goes, Jibu Gene. <laughs> like, I can, I can hear it. Jibu Jibu Gene. But like, but like, yeah, it's, it's, it's beatboxing into the back of a sword. Which is great. Which looks like a mic. looks like a mic. It's so good. You know, if you're like, I don't like that. Well, Half the I'm show glad is just going to miss. Yeah, I'm glad it's not very far into the show because this is the time to off-board. Like, you don't want to watch the rest of this. Um, now, I had a question I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Like, about... So, I watched it dubbed, 
and yeah. I yeah. Is it a that's like, how you watch it? Okay. Oh yeah. So like what? Like well, no, I'm confused. Well, well no, no, that's it. fair. That's fair. Because like yeah. things aren't on rhythm or the <laughs> syllables don't yeah. match yeah. Sure, in sure. verses. Like I would expect hip hop. <laughs> oh, like be. that, like that rap, like the intro where yeah. it, it's very. Mm. And, but then I watched the intro just for the uh, episode 15 intro just for the sub. Yeah, <laughs> and it was still not always. Some parts were like really smooth, but then like there's still that like clun- I don't want to call it clunkiness. No, it's clunky. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just also how hip hop is sometimes too. Um, not any. So it did used to be. Yeah. Um, so because Japanese hip hop wasn't very big. Yeah. Then if you're gonna transition to a different language, like, <laughs> um, music is very interesting when you try to translate over and switch it up but maintain for both like the English one and the, the other language whatever it is like when they're when they are we want both of these to like have good musical structure mm-hmm. okay well we write these differently in different languages though so like if they both rhyme we need to change the meaning of this like you're telling me that like I can write a verse in English and all of the the couplets will rhyme and I can translate the meanings of those sentences over here in Spanish <laughs> but also, you think that like it's gonna you're gonna have words. It's not that, gonna rhyme. Like, it's not gonna have the same uh, meter to it. Right. The, the, like, timing yeah. of the syllables. Yeah. Oh, if you're working, if you're working your beat to your count, like to your syllable, which is really oh, so delicious when that happens. But like, good luck. Yeah. And so, so normally, you're sacrificing somewhere. Yeah. Um. Uh. Nowadays, it's better. They're smarter about it. They're making stronger choices on like this song and this song to to use in both languages, and it does work. But yeah, it's um, it's 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 not a quality issue. It is just kind of clunky when you're considering like your your count, like your meter. Um, I I would say that people should watch it in English because Watanabe, uh, whatever magic he has inside of him, he makes shows that are great, and I would argue better in the English. Like I've watched both versions of Bebop. Mm-hmm. I've watched both versions of Shampoo. Both versions are great. Um, Stephen Bloom. Stephen Bloom is in both of those. Maybe he's the, he's the key. He is the key. Maybe he just demands so much of his co-stars, <laughs> right? He's like, we're not going to do this poorly, right? Um, we're not going to do um, this poorly, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, or whatever. God, we're not going to do this poorly, right? <laughs> That's it. Oh god, I love it. Um, so uh, I got to see him at MegaCon. Cool. Yeah, he is cool. Um, yeah. So so you know the thing the thing about it is, um, I I usually prefer a sub because. I can I teach a voice acting class here at the university and I can hear the English actors <laughs> phoning it in or not being directed. Sometimes it's not their fault. Sometimes they're just like, how do you want me to do it? Louder? Okay. And then it's like, that sounds so terrible. Why would you do it that way? They're being told sometimes to yeah. do the line that way and it doesn't work. Um, it... I don't know if it's if it could be language blindness. Like maybe the <laughs> Japanese, if you're Japanese, maybe you're like, yeah, no, the actor for that also pretty bad. <laughs> but right. like, but I can't tell, so I enjoy it more. I if you listen, if you're Japanese and you hear those and it's worse, then then watch it in the English, I guess, right? But but for me, it's usually better. But these both of these shows, and I like Terror and Resonance in English, um, and Space Dandy's pretty good in English. Um, they. They do such a good job relaying those characters um, that that it frees you up to watch what is in this show. Some really um, um, demanding visual sequences. If you're watching these sword fights happen and you're really trying to pay attention and they're talking, 
it's now fortunately they don't do a lot of that mm-hmm. I've noticed too in a lot of shows there's a lot of god I hate it when shown like I like oh, shonen yeah, I, and I know I, exactly I, what you're I know about. that they're trying to give you like internal monologues a lot but like one of my pet peeves is when two characters are fighting in what should be like a seven second exchange but like they're having two minutes of dialogue <laughs> during that seven second exchange. There's also like um, a minute of like internal thoughts. Yeah, well, I can, so I can live a little more with that, especially like, so like Haikyuu does this well because when they like, you know, like he'll jump and then like everything goes dark. Yeah, it and, changes and the way what, it looks. It's what he's everything. thinking in that moment and time is moving very, very slowly and he's thinking all these crazy thoughts because that's kind of how stuff happens. But, but, um, I'm gonna bash on Fire Force for a sec. Like I, I like. It's I watched the first it's episode and didn't pretty. watch anymore. It's, it's real, very it's, pretty. It's a really it's good, an amazingly. Mm-hmm. Visual it looks visual nice. Animus. You could watch every episode on silent <laughs> and enjoy it a lot. Yeah. And and I can still watch it. It's okay. It falls down hard because the main character in a lot of these fights, which are so gorgeous, that's part of the problem. That the fights are so gorgeous. So in the middle of this thing where he's like throwing a wave of fire at somebody, he's doing like a soliloquy about the nature of goodness and like why you should treat people fairly. And and my problem is is I'm like that other guy would stab him. Yeah. Like he would just in <laughs> all this time. Like, and now I can live I can live with it a little more if they're doing it while they're fighting. Right. right? Like 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 they're swinging at each other and he's talking while he's fighting. I'm like, well, like the IQ thing. Again. Yeah, I was like that's hard. You know, well, not just the internals. Like, even if like they're exchanging, and he's trying to like like listen to me. I'm trying to talk to you while we're fighting. It's less believable, but it's but it. They're fighting, and he's talking. Yeah. These other this other thing that happens is they stop fighting, and then they he's talking, but they haven't stopped fighting for real. He's just mm-hmm. like, like he's got his hand back to punch, and then he's like, "Why would you ever do that?" And then he throws a punch. I'm like, "Has have these people seen a <laughs> fight ever? <laughs> if you stopped to say that." You would just get punched, like, yeah. and and but but these aren't punches; these are like fireballs and lava swords. Like, it's not, it's not that it's not believable; it's that it breaks the flow of what should be a dynamic moment. And a lot of Champloo, they don't talk while they fight. They don't talk, or if they do, they're like yelling expletives at each other, right? Yeah. So like it's so that helps. The fight with the most talking and like internal dialogue, uh, I if I remember right, was the the crossbow guy. The yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. and it's very much because he's super far away and Mugen has to keep yeah he's yelling at him. Trees. <laughs> yeah. So yes, correct. It, yeah. Like it makes sense for that fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they talk in between, right? Mm-hmm. So like um when he when Gene has that duel in the beginning with the guy in the bamboo forest, the assassin, like mm-hmm. they 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 exchange a bunch and then they stop and he's like like I like this is the longest I've had to fight somebody for a while, right? Oh yeah, that's I'm very surprised that right. you have lasted this but long. They might even be able to kill me. Right, but they're not doing it like he doesn't jump in the air and then say like <laughs> like while he's in the air, right? Uh, like like I haven't I've had to hold back this whole fight. Like no. He might say that, but he would yeah. say that while they're standing yeah. recovering for a second. Everything is just very grounded, very well done. Which yeah. you w- which I didn't expect immediately, mm-hmm. yeah. to be fair, because the whole Shampoo side of it set up the Mugen side uh-huh. of the storyline. I thought it was going to be a lot more of this like modern shonen esque stuff where they're like uh talking during fights and things like that, but mm-hmm. it wasn't that. Yeah. I was very happily disappointed. Um one notes before we start wrapping up. Um one of the main lyrics or or one, part of the chorus of um Battle Cry, Parts of No Lords, yeah. right? There's a line in the show, the very end of the show, Gene says this, and if it stood out to me because it connects to the song to me like very clearly. He says, 
There are no lords out there worth laying down one's life. Mm-hmm. There's something with that and this song and the theme song that yeah. just resonates with me at the same time. Yeah, so uh, he has that talk with his with his master, right? Mm-hmm. Where um, he's like, "Listen, <laughs> you're awesome. Like you beat everybody here at the place. Nobody thinks you're not the best here. But like, what are you gonna do with that? Mm-hmm. Like you're like." You, you got to find something to use that for, mm-hmm. um, which I suppose is kind of ironic because when they get called upon, I probably forced to there. He's like, I don't want to do that with my sword. Like my sword school is for teaching, yeah. not for generating assassins. But but it still stands that like he tells Gene early, mm-hmm. find something that's worth using this for. Just being powerful isn't a, an end to the means. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, when his master's gone, which I guess to be fair, Maybe that was his like his long his poorly thought out long term plan. I'll just stay here. I'll just I'll just be awesome, and my master will be my master, mm-hmm. and I'll train. <laughs> to what end? Like to what end? <laughs> and they talk about that. So like, um, this is also something that wearing wearing my my Yido hat. Like, it is something weird and beautiful and um, frustrating to study a a martial art, mm-hmm. especially one that is um, centered around, like, killing. Like, a sword is for... Like, it's not like, um, you know, like, boxing is incredible. I love boxing. Mm -hmm. It's not for killing. (laughs) But, like, Iaido's for killing. But nobody in the class ever expects to be in a sword fight. If you got caught carrying your sword in real life, you would get kicked out. Mm -hmm. Our teacher tells us, like, you come inside of here, and we practice killing, and then you leave, and... That's it. Like it's it's you're you're learning to make your body do what your brain wants it to do exactly, which you'll never do. You'll die before that happens, but mm-hmm. you'll get closer every day, right? Um now I think back, so like that's now when you don't ever need to know any of that. But Gene lives in this wonderfully romantic period that we get a lot of our samurai media from, mm-hmm. which was um post post warring states, um during the Meiji res uh, restoration, um, not not yet, but almost right before that, where a lot of a lot of people who had made war for a living and had spent their lives honing these skills to like a razor's edge because like that was not only your life but your living, mm-hmm. and then they were being told like it's peacetime, we don't need killing, like maybe bodyguards, right? But like maybe not, mm-hmm. right? There's only so many bodyguards. If everybody's got bodyguards, who are we guarding from each other? It's a weird, each other's bodyguards? It's a weird in-between state. Yeah, and so like if you were born on the other side of it, you're like, oh, okay, it's peaceful, so if I'm doing this, it's recreation. And if yeah. you were born before that, you might be like, you know, or like if you are born and died before that, you did the thing. Yeah. But if you're born during that and lived into the other era, you're like, now what, what do what? I do? And that's why we have a lot of the, um, the um, wa- uh, warrior poet Samurai, right? That's when all the things they wrote were written because they had time to think about that stuff. Like they mm-hmm. were like, "Okay, I spent five years. I spent like twenty years learning, and then I spent five <laughs> years killing, and then the war ended, and now, and now it's super peaceful, and I don't have now anybody what? to stab. But I'm only in my twenties, and I'm like, I have the dedication, the discipline, the aptitude to learn whatever. I, like I, I'm capable. All right, somebody who can do that can do anything." But they have nothing to do. Yeah. So they go, what does it mean to be at peace? I'm going to write a poem about that. Mm. Like, what is a tree like? Like, what does a tree think it is? You know, like, like they, they, they philosophize and they, and they get into nature and how things work. 
that is um, that is the period that we're seeing, and that's why Gene struggles. So I think about that because, like, for me, like, I know sword stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to use it, and that you know, it's beautiful to know it and not use it. But also, like, it kind of feels like futile, right? Because I'm never going to do it. Gene, the period that he's growing up in and learning and becoming awesome, like he is awesome in the dojo. He's getting awesome at a thing that they don't need and mm-hmm. they know they don't need it really anymore. Like you're not going to be a soldier. Maybe you'll be an assassin. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll be a bodyguard. But those are not pure uses of this thing. You're not a, you're not, they're not samurai anymore, mm. right? They're not serving a lord that they want to. They're just like getting a paycheck. Yeah. That's and, one of my favorite like storytelling devices of the Edo period. It's this whole like what do we do now that we have a bunch of people trained for violence who don't have that anymore so like i have a game that i love uh shadow tactics uh where it's essentially a little like stealth strategy game is this a sponsorship <laughs> <laughs> hashtag ad hashtag could be a hashtag not but it follows like a similar plot because it's it's right when uh the shogun takes over mm-hmm. and like that's it war's done and so now they're trying to wrap up everything that's happened and there's storylines in that yeah. and i love just the like, it's it's a, such a storyline that can only take place then. I will see you for the Roroni Kenshin episode. <laughs> okay, it's it's you've described that show. Uh. It's it's again, it's a guy who was an assassin during the thing as a teenager, and then now he's an adult, and he's like, I don't like all the people I killed. I'd like not to think about that. I want to relax in this town over here, and then it's like mm, you don't get to do that. Yeah, when you were describing it, I was like, I really yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Final thoughts, guys? Samurai Champloo. Joe, how about you go with final thoughts since you've talked the least? It Start sounds off. like a pretty cool show you guys are watching. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Patrick? Uh, I really love this show. One of the reasons why it took me so long to watch was I didn't want to stop watching <laughs> right? it. Right? Um, like Fu. You were like Fu. You didn't want to end. You didn't yeah. want to end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would, and when Fu had that whole <laughs> moment, I'm literally thinking, like, I am Fu right mm-hmm. now. Um, but, like, so I had this whole thing where I'd watch, like, three episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, like, stop for a week. Yeah. And then three episodes, stop for a week. Me I was too, like, man. This is, there is something else about this. And I didn't really have the same time when I, same thing when I watched Cowboy Bebop, I didn't really have like the thing, like uh, this is what, this is why the show is so like interesting to me sitting here now as a lot of this stuff starts flowing and I'm like, oh yeah, this is like, wait, this is what the storyteller tells you that sits in the back of your brain and you don't actively <laughs> think about it until you sit there and start thinking about it. Yeah. And I, and I love it. The more this long conversation has like helped me appreciate it even more. Yeah. Richard? Uh, a trivia bit, and then first, did you know that there was a video game called yes. Sidetracked? It was on the PS2. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. What? What is this? There was a Samurai Champloo video game called Sidetracked, like track, like a track, yeah, uh, like a record. Um, and uh, it, it it has uh, pretty good music. It's not uh, none of the original music was on it. They couldn't get it licensed for the game, but uh, it's worth checking out. Um, hmm. uh, and then I guess my final thought would be, for Pete's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love this show. Um, it really helps me get through the uh, hurricane. Yeah. Because whenever I was off, I would put this on. It's a great show to just chill out to. Yeah. Um, I watch this show how I listen to lo-fi music, and I wish we mm-hmm. can. I wish this didn't have to end. 
So, with all that in mind... But Jared, it, yeah. was, it was about the journey. It was. The real Champloo was <laughs> <laughs> the show we made along the way. <laughs> all right. That's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Razzle Dazzle. Make sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. Don't forget to join us every Thursday from 12 to 1 where we are live and you get to hear more of this sweet, sweet soundtrack. Thank you so much, Richard, for joining us yet again. Check him and me out at Three Song Stories. We've all had our own episodes there. Uh, it's a great podcast where we tell biography through music. And we'll catch you on the next one. Anybody know how to freestyle? <laughs>